This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Let's go. Let's go. Let's just have a big show today. Mentally, let's not worry about anything else that's going on out there. Let's just have a big show. He's Randy Scott. I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe ESPN Radio. Speaking of big, Chris Carlin scheduled to join us in about 30 minutes. He's on the call for the Boca Raton Bowl. Whether or not he's ever been a guest on his own program remains to be seen. We'll find that out in a little bit. But we got big games all weekend long. And as we talk about around here, big games. Cowboys, Dolphins, huge matchup in Miami. Two teams that all season long have been dogged by the narrative, can't win the big one. We discussed that a little bit earlier, Randolph. Yep. I'm interested, though, when it comes to Miami, can they get out in front and put this team away? We were going through this this morning. If you look at Dallas's schedule, it follows a pretty specific path. The losses <laughs> are games in which they kind of get popped and they never come back. That's it. They never come back. They got blown out by San Francisco. They got routed by Buffalo. They had opportunities against Philadelphia, but couldn't climb through the door. Mm -hmm. They tried to scratch back against Arizona. In almost every win, they've just kind of blown the doors off the opposition with the exception of the Seattle game. They came back to win that game. Is there a way that this team is capable of playing from behind and then coming back to win? Because it seems very specifically that if they're going to win, they have to get out in front. They, they They could follow a Buffalo Bills pattern they could follow the blueprint that just smacked them in the mouth uh and that is run the football i don't know that they have the horses to do it though i think we've seen from tony pollard just because you are next in line doesn't mean you are the bell cow and that's what tony pollard was supposed to be after zeke elliott went to uh went to new england now if you run a two-headed monster approach with rico dowdle like maybe you're onto something but it feels counterintuitive for a guy who was at the very least in the MVP discussion last week in Dak Prescott, which is take the ball out of his hand. But I think you want to you want to keep Miami's offense off the field. You want to run the football and you want to shorten the game. And you can run on Miami. You can throwing against Miami on the road. That's where Dak's numbers take a dive. That's where every loss that you just mentioned, all of them are on the road. Dallas is perfect at home. They score better than I think it's like eight more points per game at home than they do on the road. They're just a, they're a different team away. From from Arlington, their uh, their quarterback is different, and in order to beat, it, it, like in order to win a track meet, change the track meet, make it javelin. You know, I'm I'm I'm, 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 <laughs> make I'm, it field. I'm, I'm belaboring it, but you know what I mean. Like take the air out of the football, shorten the game, limit the number of possessions. Dallas can do that. I don't know if Tony Pollard can do it on his own. Whoever loses you know I mean? the game, yeah. No, and it's been like that all season. I think a lot of us watched Pollard average over five yards per carry last year and thought he's going to step right in that role yeah. and this is going to work out beautifully for Dallas. But then we all realized, no, he can't take 18, 20 carries a game. It's not how he's built. He's a good spellback. He'll spell you, yeah. and he can work in tandem with someone, but he's not He's not the featured guy. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by what happens to the loser of this matchup because if you're Miami, you're sitting in a spot where Buffalo's coming into your house in Week 18. And if Buffalo runs the table, you're going to be in a spot where you could give away this divisional lead if you lose one of the next two. Miami has to host Dallas and then travel to Baltimore. I think they're going to lose one of those two. I'm just going to throw that out there. If they do, and Buffalo wins their next two, which is against nobody, they're going to be double-digit favorites against the Chargers and the Patriots. You win those two games. Week 18 in Miami, Buffalo coming to town. Buffalo wins that game. They win the division. They're not just in the playoffs. They win the division. They get a home game. That's not where anyone wants to see Buffalo. And if you're Miami and you've put in all this work, you can't let it get away from you. On the other side, if you're Dallas and you lose this game, that's it. 
You're not going to go win on the, in the playoffs on the road. If you can't win one of these damn games on the road, you're not going to win any of them in the playoffs. So I'm like fascinated by the loser of this matchup. Right. Dallas has got to figure that. I mean, the door is wide open. Philadelphia is taking on water. It's Oof. there. It's there for Dallas. And they spit the bit last week. And there is no quantifying. Like we, we can throw out the analytics. We can say, hey, listen, like, you know, Dallas is going to pressure Tua and Tua's numbers take a dive when that happens. And if Miami tries to pressure Dak, Dak actually succeeds against that and excels against it. And, we can say that C.D. Lamb is a touchdown in seven straight games, even though Dak didn't throw one last week, and you know he's a couple away from 30 passing touchdowns. We can throw all these numbers at you, but there is no quantifying a desperate team, and that's what Buffalo has been for the better part of Oof. a month, honestly, and they smacked Dallas in the mouth. How does Dallas get up off the deck? They've won nine straight after a loss. That bodes well, but have the, has have those games been against the division, which is to say bottom feeders? I mean, outside of Philly? Yeah. You know, have they gotten fat on the Giants? Have they gotten fat on the Commanders? Yes and yes. So having to do this on the road against an offense with more than a pulse, I mean, these are two teams that average better than 30 points a game in their wins. You know, it, it, what what sort of style do you want to play? I feel like Dallas can at least dictate that better than the Dolphins can to the Cowboys. Randy Scott, Joe Fortenball, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Check out the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Micah Parsons, pass rusher for the Dallas Cowboys. Great podcast. Feels like every week he's got something to say that's smart enough to get picked up by the national guys and draw more attention to it. And on and on we go with the conversation. He does an excellent job, and as a fellow Penn State guy, I'm a big fan even though I hate the Cowboys. Uh, here's what Parsons had to say about the media and their relationship to the Cowboys. What I understand is, like, everyone just waits for the Cowboys to lose. I saw multiple analysts, people who are fake analysts, who somehow got jobs on TV saying, there goes your boy. Like, it's almost to the point where it's, like, almost sick that they're waiting for uh, – former players are waiting for other current players to fail so that way they have something to talk about. It's like, oh, there he is. That's the person we've been waiting for. And it's like, why do you want a person to lose so bad? It seems that a lot of people – People are just waiting for people to fail. All right. Now, I think there's some truth to this. But what Parsons is conveniently overlooking is that prior to that loss against the Bills where everyone came down on the Cowboys, Mm -hmm. Dallas had won five straight, and all anybody was talking about was Dak for MVP and the Cowboys turning the corner and Mike McCarthy as coach of the year. Like, we conveniently leaving out a five-week stretch where Dallas was getting a lot of news for all the positive reasons. Yeah, they're, they're winning football, yeah. entertaining football, uh, nationally televised games, of course, because they are Dallas. They're gonna they get, have been fun this year. They're going to get that benefit of the doubt. They are. They are. I mean, Dak's probably still in the discussion for MVP. He's probably not going to win it. I might have lost it last week. I don't know. I, it, You know, it, there's a... I don't know what the word is for people who bemoan a problem that they themselves have created. <laughs> there's a word for it. I, it's probably a German word, uh, Schadenfreude or something like that. It's it's there, there's probably some conceptual thing, but it's like be German. for Cowboys fans to be who they are, to be as 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 loud and as chesty as they are, and then say people root against us, it's like. You would root against you, you know. I mean, like, like uh, truly. And I'm not saying that Parsons is a Cowboy fan; he just happens to wear the uniform. But, but like, I would. I don't think the media is rooting for the Cowboys to fail. The media is rooting for the Cowboys to stay relevant. Yes, they are because they are a national fan base. Give me the, give me the national off the top of your head, a national fan base. Uh, Packers, 
Are we just oh, talking no, football? Just, just NFL. Just Steelers. NFL. Oh, yes, Steelers. Patriots, mm-hmm. Cowboys, maybe the Giants. Giants when they're even yeah. close to good. But, like, those right there would be the ones I would start with. I'd say, I mean, Eagles are a national fan base. I think they're there because they're winning, yeah. I think... Uh, Packers, maybe you know. Packers, Packers for sure. Put that out there. Like I, I, I think I think Raiders too. I think the Raiders because they moved around so much. They've been in two states. They've been in three states. Imagine if they were ever good. The Ra- like I mean, what were the, what the talking points would be like? Yeah. Because there are so many diehard fans that support but, that franchise through all the crap that it has put them through for two <laughs> decades. But when you're a national fan base and a national team, all we want is for you to be relevant. And, yep. the, and the Cowboys are that. So I don't think I, I think the Cowboys are are the rising tide that lifts all boats. And not just in TV ratings in terms of games, but in terms of everything we do. If we talk about the Cowboys as a company, ESPN-wise, for the right reasons, because they are going to the playoffs, because they have an MVP caliber quarterback, our ratings are improved. Radio, TV, yeah. online, all of it. So no, we're not rooting for the Cowboys to fail. That's rooting against our, our own media success. Stephen A. Smith didn't randomly pick the Cowboys to talk about a lot, right? Like, it wasn't just a random, like, let's pick a team out of a hat and see who we can talk about. Like, no, it rates because there are so many fans out there. A lot of them yeah. are great. The thing about Parsons is he's right. Like, people will get on them when they're down. But when they're up, people will talk about that, too. We just spent a month talking about Dak Prescott for MVP. We spent a month, and not so we could crap all over it, we talked about the legitimacy of the case. He was putting up huge numbers, and if, this was the qualifier, if you could figure out how to be a one or a two seed, which is where MVPs come from, in conjunction with your stats, you'd have a great chance to win the award. No one was knocking it. You lost another big game last week, though. As a result, we got to talk about it. It was a based conversation. It was not baseless. You want to get on us for saying, if Rodgers comes back in this 4-9 and team, they can make a run into the postseason. That was a stretch. I I, I get that. If this 40-year-old guy can come back from an Achilles tear and and run the table and take the Jets to the postseason, that's a stretch. Get on us for that. Don't get on us for the fact that you know, Dak is a is a legit MVP candidate and the Cowboys are going to the playoffs. It's a Mike and Mike game this weekend. Mike McDaniel, Mike McCarthy, if anyone picked up on that. Mike and Mike. <laughs> Look at Evan. Look at Evan. They're just like, man, that's it's it's clearly the end it's of the so, year if he's gotten gotten to these jokes. So 2000 and late. <laughs> Am I right, Evan? Randy Scott, Joe Fordball, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. We've been breaking this game down all week, but who's actually going to win and who's going to lose? We are picking the losers of all the big games next after Randy has this from our friends at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Does your vehicle have over 75,000 miles? Get maximum high mileage engine protection from Syntec. Full synthetic high mileage motor oil formulated for today's engines. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get five quarts of Syntec high mileage and a MicroGuard select oil filter for just $34.99. Limit supply. See store for details. Ask the professional parts people about all the supplies you need for your next oil change. Try Syntec high mileage exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sometimes to stay ahead of the pack, you need to roll a little different. Pick some giant losers. Let's pick some losers. Losers! He's Randy Scott. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and it is time to pick some losers. Game number one. Cowboys at Dolphins. Randolph, considering you are our guest here, I'm going to let you go first on all of these. The premise is very simple. Yeah. Any idiot can go pick a winner. These idiots pick losers. So you tell me who's going to lose that Cowboy Dolphin game. And it's not against the number. We're just we're just straight, just straight up, up. Straight up. Who loses in Miami? Dolphins lose. Dolphins, Dolphins lose. lose. Cowboys get a road win. We prop them up. Micah Parsons is happy with us. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I think what Dallas does travels. Um, I think they are they're pissed off. I think they're angry after uh, what happened in, in Orchard Park. I think the Bills smacked them up. I think the weather's going to be a lot better. Um, I think I think Achan's going to going to get bottled up a little bit. Uh, I don't know that Tyreek's hundred percent. I don't know if he will be before the playoffs. I just see more working for Dallas. I think what what Dallas can do to Miami is a little bit more likely than vice versa. So yeah, all right, Dolphins lose. We're picking losers. Dolphins lose. Agree. Dolphins lose this game. There's oh. going to be a lot of talk about how James Cook ran all over the Dallas defense, and therefore Miami's going to run all over the Dallas defense. Possibly. Watch the injury report. Multiple injuries on the Miami offensive line. Multiple injuries in the backfield. Tyreek Hill's banged up as well. What people aren't paying attention to is the Miami defense. You look at some of the advanced analytics and you see, oh, Miami's number four in defensive efficiency. They must be really good. Go inside those numbers. Nine of their 14 games this season have come against teams that rank in the bottom 10 in scoring. Nine of 14 games against teams in the bottom 10 in scoring. The other five games, they're giving up an average of 30 points per game. So when they step up in class, they struggle defensively. Miami loses this game. Ravens at 49ers. 
Monday Night Football, ESPN, ABC, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Do not consume too much eggnog. This is Christmas night. Ravens versus Niners. Who loses this game? I'm not a. I'm not an eggnog guy. Mm. I'm a peppermint vodka guy. Mm. Throw that in some Coca-Cola classic. Throw that in some... I know, I know. It's sugary sweet. Dentist I ev- was going to say. Dentists wow, everywhere man. like, yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, throw it in some hot, hot cocoa, perhaps. Uh, so the Ravens lose this game. Ravens lose this game. Um, they're going to come out. They're going to take on an athletic defense that can run sideline to sideline with them. I think the Kevin Mitchell, the Keith Mitchell, rather, uh, Kevin Mitchell was a San Francisco giant. Uh, Keith Mitchell um, injury in the backfield. He was their most explosive non-Lamar ground threat. Uh, in the secondary, they've got enough to hang with Zay Flowers. They've got enough to hang with OBJ. OBJ's been getting fat on broken plays yeah. as well, busted coverages. It's not going to happen with San Francisco. It's going to be a tremendous test for Brock Purdy. I believe that. But I believe Trent Williams and company are going to keep him upright, keep him clean. Christian McCaffrey's going to have a better day receiving than running. I, you know, Baltimore's not going to get gashed on the ground, but they're going to give up big plays and San Francisco wins. Uh, I want to say San Francisco's going to lose this game. I oh, want to okay. say it. I want right. to take the points with Baltimore. Baltimore feels like too many points, but we're, we're not doing the up. points here. Yeah, this is straight up. I will say that Baltimore loses this game. I am not overly confident in that. I love the fact that Baltimore is bringing a top defense into this game. I can't wait to see what Purdy does in this matchup. Um, Ian Fitzsimmons has been on this week, and he's been talking about something Bill Polian used to say during the holidays. You want to be on the road. You don't want to deal with any of the distractions, the presents, the family, people in and out of the airport, all that stuff. He says being on the road, you can focus on the game. Okay. The game's on the road. I want to take Baltimore. Uh, I'll say because we're doing it straight up. I'll say Baltimore loses this game. Saints and Rams. Not tonight. Thursday night football. Who yeah. loses this one? Uh, the, uh, man, I think the Saints lose this one. I do. <laughs> not and America. Not... I don't find that joke funny, Wilner. This is actually a decent game tonight. This is a good gambling it game. It is. Well, and it's impact. Both teams are 7-7. Seven and seven. It's impactful in the NFC playoff he picture. He makes this joke every Thursday. What's the joke? What, what joke do you make? Who That's loses Thursday this night game? Football's terrible. Who loses this game? America. America. <laughs> Are you Al Michaels? Yeah. Uh, I refuse. I refuse. I'm sorry to cut you off. I refuse to buy in or bet on the AFC, the NFC South. I just think it's a brutal division, and I don't like to pay attention to it. You can That's bet fair. against it. That's I fair. will. Yeah. I think the Rams. The Rams offense. You know, 28 or more points in four straight games. They're getting production. Cooper Cup's finally healthy. Puka Nakua hasn't gone anywhere. And Kyron Williams. He's missed four games this season. And he still is fourth in the league in rushing. It's nine hundred awesome. and thirty-five yards, and it's because their wide receivers are anti-George Pickenses. They block for him. <laughs> they block like absolute dogs for Kyron Williams. So I, I, I think that you know the Saints are a frisky defensive bunch. Derek Carr has showed some life lately. Five touchdowns over his last two games, just one pick. But I feel like the Rams short week, what they do on the ground, it's going to be a low-scoring game, even by NFL standards on you know national televised games. I don't know what the number is, but I would lean under, and I think the Rams win. So so the Saints lose. The Saints, Saints the lose. Yeah, yeah. You got it. You're doing well. Yeah. You're doing well. Saints lose. Um, I, I, you made a point about how the Saints are playing all right as of late. A lot of people have been saying that. Let's remember, it's Carolina followed by the Giants. Okay. If you can't win those two games, you got to fire them into the sun, which is what we should have done with them anyway. Saints lose this game because, and there are a few of you listening that have probably been rocking with me since way back in my San Francisco days, maybe maybe even back to my Covers.com days. This is the mother of all spots tonight. This is the mother of all spots tonight. You have a Thursday night road team traveling two time zones more than 1,500 miles. I know it sounds specific, but historically, this is a brutal spot for that team. 
1,500 or more miles, they're traveling 2,400, and it's across two time zones. Teams in that spot get flattened, so much so that the NFL has gone out of its way to eliminate these games from the schedule, but every now and again, one falls through the cracks. On a short week, it all comes down to coaching. McVay over Dennis Allen. Saints lose this game, lay the four with the Rams. Bengals at Steelers. I saw everybody's ears perk up during that analysis, by the way. Yeah. So if the Saints cover that spread, don't text me tonight, okay? <laughs> I apologize in advance. But I'm telling you, I like the Rams. We got pizza money's coming throughout the course of the show. All right, let's pick another loser. Bengals versus Steelers. This game is on Saturday. Saturday game. I don't know why I had to emphasize that. I'm sure people can figure that out. Bengals, I mean, what do we know? Who's a, who's a quarterback? We know... Browning and Mason Rudolph. Browning and Mason Rudolph. We know no Jamar Chase. Correct. We know how that offense looked without Jamar Chase. It was the T. Higgins show. If we know it, the Steelers know it. Can the Steelers stop it? Are they healthy up front? Is Highsmith going to play? Is T.J. Watt going to play? Like The injury report's going to be important, just like you said. Given what we know now, the loser of this game is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because... They are fractured. They are infighting. If I, I would love to be a fly on the wall for what Mike Tomlin and, quite frankly, the rest of the wide receiver room is telling George Pickens, the rest of the offense, the running back room. Uh, I don't know how they respond. They've given me no reason to believe in their response. So I'm going to take the Steelers to lose this game until they prove me other until they prove it otherwise. I am going to go against the grain here. I'm going to say the Bengals lose this game. Okay. I think you got the Steelers catching two. I'll throw that in there as well. I would play them plus the points. Tomlin is a home dog, 70% ATS throughout his career. Again, we're not really focused on that. Jake Browning has been very, very good. But I think he's also playing above and out over his skis a little bit. I think at some point there's going to be this natural regression because, let's face it, he's not Peyton Manning. You can't bank on this every single week. Mm. And when he regresses and you take Chase out of the equation, suddenly you've got a Pittsburgh team that they're making the change at quarterback. Um, I'm willing to believe Mike Tomlin and the issues they've had this week spark them more than drag them down. If I'm wrong, it's not going to be a total shocker here. I'll say the Bengals lose this game. Browns at Texans. Ugh, this could have been a good game. C.J. Stroud looks like he's going to be out. Yeah, he's going to lose it. The Texans are going to lose this game. Um, it's crazy. At the beginning of the season, if you'd said, hey, Joe Flacco and the Browns, it's like, hold on, what? <laughs> Joe Flacco and the Browns are making a playoff push? I like what I see, though. I like the fact that they – been they good. It, it, you know, they're a tough team. They don't – obviously, you know, um, Stefanski's not going to, you know, sell them short in the offensive game plan. But Flacco allows them to do more than I think I expected, honestly, through the, through the air – you know, Elijah Moore's come on. Uh, obviously, Amari Cooper's still one of the best route runners in football. And David Njoku has emerged, finally. I feel like I've drafted this dude in fantasy football <laughs> for years, hoping to see what we're seeing now. So give me uh, the loser of this game is the Texans because of Case Keenum, because he doesn't have anybody to throw to, uh, and because Joe Flacco's frisky. Agreed. Who would have thought we'd be at a point in the season where we said the Joe Flacco-led Browns far more effective than the Deshaun Watson-led Browns? And the Deshaun Watson-led Browns had Nick Chubb for a little bit at the beginning of the year, and they were far healthier. And yet the Joe Flacco-led version is much better. So, yeah, I agree with you. Texans lose this game. Colts at Falcons. The love of every oh, Falcons game. man. Get these Falcons games out of here. Who yeah. loses, Colts or Falcons? Oh, Falcons. That's all you have to say. Falcons, but I don't know if Zach Moss is playing. Is Zach Moss playing? It, it, it doesn't matter. Give us the last one. <laughs> Jaguars at Buccaneers. This is a game right here. Uh, Buccaneers yeah. are making this a game. Yeah. Uh, at Buccaneers, not much of a home field advantage, honestly. Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence concussed, right? In the, is he in the protocol? He is, yeah. 
go. Okay, Buccaneers lose. Buccaneers, Buccaneers lose, lose. This game. Yeah, I think the Jags lose that game. But yeah, there you go. does it matter to you if Lawrence plays? I think even if he plays, Tampa Bay gets him. The problem okay. for okay. Jacksonville has been their secondary, and Tampa's got the weapons to exploit that. Tampa's playing very well right now. We- okay, I would say the Jacksonville Jaguars lose that game. He's Randy Scott. I'm Joe Fortinball. Uh, big college football game later today, and we're going to go to the source of all sources for this game. Think Santa Claus, but without the sleigh, the presents, or the holiday cheer. And you get Chris Carlin, and he's going to join us next. Carlin (laughs) versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. So I'm taking South Florida plus the three and a half in the Boca Raton Bowl over Syracuse. I thought I had this figured out. The starting quarterback from Syracuse is out. The backup quarterback is out. The head coach has been fired. Syracuse isn't good against the run. South Florida runs the ball very well. Syracuse is turning to a redshirt freshman who's got 57 career snaps under his belt. And the line just keeps moving towards Syracuse. It's all the way up to South Florida plus three and a half. So, I don't know. Tread at your own peril here. South Florida plus three and a half. I don't know what the hell's going on hand, man. I don't know. But we'll get more on that. A little fishy. Does it smell a little fishy? Generally, I have a lot of confidence in this. Everything yeah, seems yeah. to stack up, and it's like I'm watching it go the other way. But you know what? Bowl season is bowl season. You never know what the heck's going on. So, so we'll take the South Florida plus the three and a half. And hey, how about this? Let's go to the Boca Raton Bowl. Oh. I don't know if this has ever happened in the history of radio before, but a radio host appearing as a guest on his own program. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest booking this show has ever produced. Chris Carlin, the voice of the Boca Raton Bowl, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Christopher, how's Florida treating you? Are you just trying to get me fired? Is that what's happening here? What are you talking about? <laughs> We're going to do pizza. We're going to do pizza money right into me talking about the game. If I make the bet before I get the information, I don't know if you got the email, Joe. There are certain guidelines that have been put out regarding (laughs) wagering and games that you're working on. Okay, so now that we've gotten to the bottom of that, how do you see this game playing out this afternoon? 
Hey. <laughs> Talk to the coaches. What do you got? A little inside information. <laughs> who's hurt? Who's not? No jokes aside. We're not we're not trying to get anyone in trouble. Uh, all activity has already been made very very clear. But you are on the call for the game tonight uh, in Florida. Very exciting matchup between the two. It's always tough to try to figure this stuff out this time of year. Dino Babers fired by Syracuse, but sometimes the interim steps up and rallies the troops. So being around the teams, what's the mojo like this week? So I, I would say there is something to that. Now, Nunzio Campanelli is the assistant that, that stepped up when Babers got fired. Now, Nunzio had been in that position before. I knew him pretty well uh, from when he was at Rutgers when Chris Ash got fired in 2019. He was the interim there as well. Um, they came out after the firing of Babers, and they needed the game to get to bowl eligibility, and they won that last game of the year. So they, you know, listen, Syracuse has played pretty well. Um, they have been doing some odd things with quarterback lately. Uh, as you mentioned, their quarterback Schrader is uh, out with an injury, but they've uh, they've run their running back at quarterback. You know, they've run a lot of wildcat. That's kind of what they do. And they do some things with their tight end as well, uh, who was recruited to Michigan as a quarterback. So um, he, at one point, completed like 16 straight passes. So they, you're going to see things tonight that you have not seen before on a football field. Like, have you ever seen tight end quite literally taking snaps as a quarterback and throwing passes, and then the next play he may be running a pattern? I, that's going to be interesting. I normally root against Syracuse just on principle, Chris. I, I hope you don't mind. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. And listen, it, it's unfortunate that I have to admit that, but I do. My eldest brother went to Syracuse and was always obnoxious about it. And then you have everybody in our industry who right. went to Syracuse. That's... And, you know, they really just... Well, let's just call it what it is. They're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the uh, it's the alumni version of CrossFit or veganism. It's like it's like how do you know somebody yeah, right. went? How do you know somebody went to Syracuse? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Um, especially <laughs> especially in but these, in at these the hallways. At the same time, I do have a lot of friends there, and I do respect them a lot. So yeah, yeah, we're yeah, calling it right us. down the middle. You do all have to us, respect. Yeah. You do have to respect them. Um, I want to get uh, I want to get to this Aaron Rodgers story. It's I'm not. I'm not surprised. I was asked about this. I was talking to our friends on ESPN Radio in Albany, and they were like, you know, what do you, what do you make of the Rodgers thing? He's activated and probably not going to play and this and that. Um, and I said if I was a Jets fan, I'd be, I'd be uh, furious because of what might have been. I think it's a miracle that he's upright, that he's throwing, that he's moving around. And say what you will about, you know, what was he listening to? Dolphin mating sounds or whatever it he's was? He's got a whole like, lot going on Yeah. There. Um, but he's activated, won't play. There's been some roster movement. What do you make of the whole situation now that we know we're here in week 16 what we're dealing with? Speaking of the worst, <laughs> he is the worst. I, I, I don't make anything of it. He's not playing. Once they got bombed last week by the Dolphins, he's not playing. Why would you play? It makes absolutely no sense unless he is out there to prove that he can out-science scientists and doctors. He is not playing, and he very well may be. But let's just all he wants is the attention around all of this. I have never seen a player out for the year – interviewed weekly and and this is not a knock on pat mcafee great for mcafee they get headlines out of that every week 
that has been worth every penny or, or, or whatever it is that, that Rodgers gets out of it because this is all Aaron wants. He wants people to talk about him. He wants people to be intrigued by him. And he wants people to believe that he is smarter than they are. I've seen these guys before, and this to me is just, you know what, I, 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 as Joe would say, launch him into the sun. <laughs> that, that's really where I am with it. And when you're ready to come back and step foot on a football field, that's when we'll, I mean, like one on a Sunday and not, you know, I'm going to go out and toss around lightly with you know, Alan Lazard and and try to get some people's attention that way. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas are on the call for the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Coverage begins 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Carlin joining us here on the show. Uh, we got Pick'em coming up tomorrow. Liam has been very tight-lipped about what the games will be, but we have a feeling there's going to be some of the marquee games in there, so we're going to just fire them at you now. Uh, Randy and I will handle it tomorrow, but you let us know what your thoughts are so we can take them into account and then probably wait, go wait, the other wait, way. Hang on a second. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Randy's going to be calling the shots here? Oh, no, yeah. No, no, not calling the shots. Randy will be the sounding board with which I bounce my, my picks off of. I was told there would be shots okay. being called. <laughs> what, will there be... Would you say that Randy will have input into our selection? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll indulge. You know that, hey, wait, Evan, you have the games? Oh, wow. We did get to the bottom of this. Liam. I don't know that we want to be throwing variables into this when we have a magic number of five at this point. Well, then we shouldn't be at Joe's Crab Shack down in Boca Raton. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I'm sorry you have to take a winter vacation to Boca. Yeah. Sorry we got in the way of that. SPF 100 much. (laughs) If If it makes you feel better, it has been nothing but gray for two days. And it's got that Florida chill in the air. So I am sitting on my fat ass in a hotel room getting ready for the game tonight. That is that is my Florida Boca vacation. So I will be right back in the cold with the two of you. It does make but me feel a little better. I don't need Randy Scott screwing up what we have worked for through 15 weeks. All right, so let's Clip get, some, let's get some loose thoughts. Let's get some loose thoughts. Don't worry. It's not as if I'm going to let it all go to hell tomorrow. Let's get some loose thoughts. Saturday, uh, Bengals laying two against the Steelers. Uh, I I think the Steelers are done. Okay, I I, I am very confident of that. All right, let's work I, that I Pittsburgh. Really, I, I I would heavily lean Cincinnati at this point. Okay, okay, that's good. Uh, Lions minus three and a half at the Vikings. <sighs> also, Have what the hell is Liam doing here? Dan Campbell after last week. I mean. We got. I think we got Nick Mullins again this week. That didn't go well. That was one of the worst ints of all time. Old Dan Campbell yeah, on the road. But remember, to. Minnesota. They're not outdoors. Right. But I. I, I mean, it, 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 answer the question. Are you back to trusting Dan Campbell after this past week? Well, we liked him last week in the spot. I haven't really gotten all the way there yeah. yet. This is this is your time to shine, big man, not mine. Uh, okay, but we know how this works. I am just going to pretend to actually like it, and then when I go along with you, if you're wrong, I can hammer you on it. That's, I'm aware. That's, that's our agreement. I'm aware. So what do you like? You got to give me a lean here. Give me something. I, I'm on Detroit here. All right, Detroit. I'm on Detroit. Here. And then finally, Cowboys-Dolphins. Dolphins minus one in Miami. Wow, the battle of two teams that have not won a game against a good team. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of like a tree in the forest kind of thing. 
if you beat a team that hasn't beaten a good team, have you beaten a good team? There you go. I, I, yeah, personally, if I'm uh, I'm looking at this game, I would probably lean Miami in this game. The game is in Miami, correct? Correct. The correct. game is in Miami. Yeah. I would probably lean Miami at this point. And I'm, I'm operating that under the assumption, and I, I apologize if there's new news and I don't know, I'm operating under the assumption that Tyreek Hill is coming back. Okay. He's questionable. We don't have the official word yet. Okay. So I, I, could, I could – here's my point. I'm trusting you on that one. I'll be making the decision on all three, but we do appreciate you weighing in with your thoughts. You know, we appreciate it. You know, they will all be taken into consideration. We just want you to focus on having a great call tonight. Yes. Roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl, you and Harry Douglas. I'd imagine, jokes aside, you guys are going to make a great pairing. HD's a fantastic analyst. Yeah. You got your go- you're going to have the GoPro all set up? Yeah, we'll have that ready. Okay. And Harry's going to put on a show. That much I can guarantee you. Excellent work. Yeah. Carlin, we love you. And here's one thing that I have learned over the last four years and I keep forgetting. We're up against it here. You better say it, Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Boca Raton. <laughs> I have been told that by everyone, and for some reason my brain refuses to get it right. I know. Mine too, and that's a problem tonight. Well, for you, so, yeah. It's just a big right. sign that says Raton right Raton. in front of me. All right, that's it. That's yeah. enough of this. We're already late. Chris Carlin, we love you. You're on the call tonight, you and Harry. Happy holidays. We'll catch up with you next week. This love guy, you, buddy. No respect whatsoever for the out times around here. The best fan of the month is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of a nice cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. Is disaster the right term to describe this one specific Super Bowl contender? That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. When we're in week 16 and you don't think everybody's committed enough, and this is a team that's trying to win the Super Bowl, that is not a good sign. I saw a quarterback who was making a bunch of mistakes that we don't associate with the Eagles. But I don't think you look at last night's game and you say the defense is the reason that they lost in Seattle. They were playing against a backup quarterback and all that, and their defense held them down. They only scored 17 points. To me, that was the bigger problem. Ah, the perfect time of year for things to go south in the great city of Philadelphia. (laughs) Uh, As an Eagle fan, three straight losses here. Blown out by San Francisco, blown out by Dallas, blow a big league late against the Seattle Seahawks. And now there's questions. He's Randy Scott. I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, met with the media yesterday. There's a lot of ways this conversation could go. You could choose a lot of options. Sirianni took an interesting approach. Is the team being held accountable? Can that compete accountability? They're not in any order. So accountability, you could, again, when Chris asked me the question accountability, I didn't say something to Chris that I'm not saying to you right now. Accountability is the, the main, main, one of the main core values we have, and we live by those every single day. Hey, Nick, uh, I think you'd probably agree that the standard hasn't been met on either I just, side. Yeah, I just said that uh, two seconds ago. Yeah. Okay. So testy would a be a word bit. I would use there. Yeah. Testy. Yeah. You're frustrated. Okay. What was your <laughs> multiple time zone rule for a Thursday night football game? Uh, two time zones. 
yeah. 1,500 or more miles traveled. Because okay. you can do two time zones, like east to mountain, or you can you can finagle away where you keep it under 1,500 miles. Yeah. So the point is the two time zones, but also the distance, 1,500 miles minimum. So they went from Philly to Seattle, went out there, had a lead, had a quarterback who was sick. You know what, right? He was under the weather. Still dealing with a lingering injury, but he ran better than he had been. And struggled through the air again against a secondary that's gettable you know AJ Brown only give 56 yards or whatever it was like there there's some issues in the passing game and they still had that game their defense played better than well enough to win and they lost to Drew Locke they lost to Drew Locke and then they have to fly back and the Philly media is going to let you know about it I don't I'm not telling you anything you don't already know so you come back and you're facing these questions and if you're Sirianni you're like we're still in first we're still in control of the things we want to control. And I got to deal with some guy named Chris chirping me on this call. I got to deal with this. <laughs> like, I get the frustration, but you've got to know when you employ as your capo on defense, a guy who has not been likable at any NFL job he has ever had in Matt Patricia. And you bring that element very much to the forefront of what you're trying to do. Anytime you change horses midstream, it's going to be bad. But you you change to a horse that's kicked multiple teams in the mouth at previous stops in Matt Patricia, you can't act surprised when you get questions after a loss like the like the one that you had. You can't. And now it seems like we're switching away from Patricia, right? So you're making two changes in the span of two weeks. Is that something a front runner does? Is that something nope. a Super Bowl contender does? No. Right? 92-yard drive led by Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Drew Locke went 92 yards on you at the end of the game to beat you. And then when you had a chance to go down with your MVP quarterback and win, you turned the ball over yet again. Sirianni, later in that press conference, was asked about the criticisms facing his offense. This is my offense. And so the criticism on the offense, like, I think unfairly goes to Brian. Brian calls the plays. Brian calls the plays. It unfairly goes to Brian. The criticism on this offense should come at me. The thing that stands out from all of this, and he's passionate, he wants to win like everybody else, he's frustrated, but nobody cares how anyone handles success. It's easy to handle success, right? It's easy to make money and smile. It's easy to win a football game and be nice and pleasant and affable with the media afterwards. What's challenging is how you handle defeat, how you handle adversity. Kyle Shanahan and the Niners went through some adversity earlier in the season. You didn't hear him fighting with the media. Mike Tomlin's been dealing with it for two months. He continues to come out. He sticks to his script. He's got his values, and he preaches those. Bill Belichick's been the same win or loss for two-plus decades. There are guys that handle it well and guys that don't, and Sirianni seems like a guy right now who's just coming a little bit unhinged. And it speaks (laughs) to the value behind the scenes of, you know, Jalen Hurts talking about how commitment is apparently an issue with this team. That's one comment that raises a red flag. You've got the switch at defensive coordinator late in the season. That raises another red flag. You've got a head coach who's getting all defensive with the media despite being, what, 10-4 and this season. That raises a red flag. Mm -hmm. Something's going on that we don't all know about right now, and it feels like eventually that story will leak and we'll go, ah, now we see why there was a big problem. You want to be multiple on offense. We hear that all the time. Yeah. You want to be multiple on offense. You want to be multifaceted. You don't want to be split personality. You want to know who you are. Well said. You want to know who you are on offense. I don't know that the Eagles now 14 weeks into the season, 14 games into the season, I don't know that they know what they are offensively. And that's a problem. That I mean, it sounds obvious, but you can you can fake it to a certain extent. I think losing to Dallas exposed 
enough offensively to where there's not only concern on the outside, I think there's concern inside that building, and we've and we're starting to see it manifest itself not only in frustration with the head coach. Like that's fine. I want a coach who's invested. I want I want a coach who gives a damn. I want a coach who perhaps reflects the fan base there. And there is no fan base like the Eagle fan base. No, the, you 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 may you may think that we what, are all unbalanced. Well, I'm a Raider fan. We're talking unbalanced. Like look at the black <laughs> hole. Look at the black hole. But 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 no, like the the Eagle fan base is is different. They're more invested, and I can say that in a very positive way here. But you need your head coach to be the flight attendant. You know what I mean? When there's turbulence, as long as the flight attendant's not freaking out, as long as they're, they keep slinging the peanuts. That's what my mom used to tell me about, about parenting, honestly. It's like, it's like everything's fine as long as you portray to your passengers yes. that things are fine. Flight attendant's not doing that in Philadelphia. No, that's well said. Let me throw this at you. This is wild speculation. I want to be very clear. Wild <laughs> sports talk speculation. But And I'm not saying it's the main problem. I'm curious, though. If we go back to the beginning of the season, do we remember when there was the little bit of a blow-up with A.J. Brown not getting the ball enough? Mm-hmm. I think it was after that Minnesota game. He had four catches for 29 yards. There was a bit of an issue there. It was week two. Next week against Tampa, they target him 14 times. Nine receptions, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Things are starting to fall apart here late in the season. He's got one touchdown in his last five games. He has one 100-yard game in his last six games. Do you think something could be yeah. wrong there? It happened in Buffalo as well. When Stefan Diggs was the squeaky wheel, yeah. you want to feed it, sure, but when you become reliant upon it, issues on your offense get exposed. From superchargers, exhaust kits, and more, eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. One story in college football that has shockingly gone completely under the radar. That's next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.